Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. On this podcast, we explore the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. And that sometimes means talking about topics that on the surface have absolutely nothing to do with money. Today's focus, however, is a bit of a hybrid. It seems as if I'm in a season of wanting to explore elusive words, words that impact many aspects of your life and mine. And if you tuned into the last episode, you know, there I talked about the word simple. And I talked about how tapping into the power of simple typically goes through a complex process. And with today's episode, my aim is to turn your attention to the notion of independence. Like what does independence in general and regarding money specifically mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How do you know when you have it? How does it change as your life evolves? And a bit of a disclaimer before I move forward, I purposely am avoiding political and social freedoms as a part of this discussion, else this would be a much, much, much longer episode. So here's something, you know, we're now into, I think, the 36th or 37th episode, and maybe you've been listening all along. If so, yay. Um, And if if you're new, thank you for joining us too. Um, But as you get to know more about me and my body of work, one of the things that you will discover is that I tend to want to dive into things that have been sparked by a conversation. And it may not even be the core of the conversation, but it's something that someone said and it was a little seed that was planted and that I've been noodling on. And this is certainly true for today's topic of talking about independence because that conversation about independence and wanting to explore, well, is it more of a state of mind? Is it a way of living or is it something else? Was really a derivative of a sidebar conversation with a friend Sean, Sean McMullen, shout out to him. Um, We were talking about something completely else, uh, different, I should say, and this kind of emerged from that conversation. So that's one thing that you'll learn about me, that a lot of things get sparked by conversations. The other thing is that I like to take the things that I am noodling on, like they're in the oven baking, if you will. I like to take them to social media. And so what I did in this instance is last week, I posted a video across my channels asking my followers for their thoughts, their thoughts on what is independence and what is that, you know, how does that look from a financial standpoint? And um, the conversations that ended up unfolding in my Instagram DMs were amazing, A, so thank you for those folks that did that. But it also confirmed but that I'm not the only one that thinks this whole idea of independence is really a big topic to ponder. And my way of when something is really big, <laughs> of you know chunking it down into manageable pieces, is to think about something that gives us an opportunity to have a mirror for what it is that I wanna talk about, but that is uh, 
kind of relevant, I guess, or, or at least noticeable by a larger group of folks. So in this instance, I took to exploring how do you make this whole independence thing a little bit more manageable by looking at independent films and recording artists. What makes a film independent in my eyes is that A, <laughs> it's showing at an art cinema like the Angelica in New York City, and it's not at a national theater chain. It has a low budget read, not a blockbuster, although in 2020, a low budget can be like $20 million, which is significantly more than what it was, you know, in the 90s, if you will. What also makes it independent is that it's not backed by a major studio, although this aspect maybe not so much of a hard rule any longer. Um, and the storyline is usually less formulaic and often edgy. When it comes to independent musicians, I think of them as releasing their own albums or working with an independent label rather than, rather than at a large one. And they do this, they make this choice so that they can have greater ownership of the material that they create, as well as greater control and ownership of their image, <laughs> their image that they create and how they manage that. And I have to say, if you are an independent filmmaker or musician listening to this, I am going to beg your forgiveness because I know that in you know this brief moment, I have likely oversimplified not only the description, but your experience of being an independent filmmaker or independent artist. And I know I haven't sufficiently accounted for some of the complicated nuances that go along with your independence, but you were a great muse for helping those of us that are not in that role kind of wrestle with and tackle the complicated nuances of what independence looks and feels like, et cetera, in our own lives. So thank you for that. Here's why else independence is tricky. And, it, and it's much like with the word simple. And that is that there isn't a singular definition. If you ask five people what's their definition of independence or what's their definition of, of financial independence, you will probably have five different answers. But I would argue that if you go beneath the surface of those answers, within those varying definitions are a number of similarities. So for starters, uh, independence, I think anyway, is just as much about the freedom to do something as it is the desire to be freed from something. And as I see it, whether you're talking about the freedom to or the freedom from, at the core of that is a vision. It's a picture of what it is that you want the, fit, the future to be and how you want that to be different from your present. And this is really exemplified by one person's response to my social media video where they said that for them, they want to be free from other people's expectations. And yes, we have expectations of others, they have it of us, that's normal, that's a part of the human experience. But what I hear and what this person shared is actually how sometimes other people's expectations of us can feel a bit heavy. 
Can you relate to that? So that's one. Here are some other similarities, regardless of how you may define independence and financial independence. And this one comes from another person's sharing. And what they said, and I'm just going to quote it, they said, all the important insights and advances in their life have almost always come as a result of dialogues with other people. Then they went on to pose another question in addition to mine, which is, is independence a form of self-deception? Like, is it really real? And you know what? I agree with this sentiment. I agree with their follow-up question because I wholeheartedly believe that nothing that we achieve in life is on our own efforts alone. And I actually even say such in the video that I posted. Now, having said all of that, I do believe though that the way that you discover your personal sphere of independence, what that is, be it in thought, be it in deeds or in feelings, is through several words that begin with self. <laughs> Self-discovery starts with self. So the first self is self-awareness. And according to a study referenced in the Harvard, Harvard Business Review, it says most people believe that they are self-aware yet only 10 to 15% truly are. That's pretty amazing. That means that there are a whole bunch of us walking around here, not as aware of our beliefs, our values, our habits, our thoughts, etc., as we think. And why this matters is because self-awareness is a key part of getting clear about your vision in terms of how do you articulate your personal sphere of independence. So that's the first self. The second self is self-confidence. And I'm gonna go back to the independent filmmakers and recording artists because I think that it takes a tremendous level of trust that they must have in their ability and in their judgment to sidestep the mainstream, and even that probably has you know several different definitions, but to bypass the mainstream path for whatever their reason to pursue what it is that they are pursuing. And look, your scenario may not be anywhere near theirs, but you too need a great deal of self-confidence to establish and honor the boundaries that end up giving your independence the space that it needs to thrive. The third self, self-acceptance. Whether you view independence as a state of mind, a way of living, or something else, it is likely something that others would describe as outside of the box, maybe even unconventional in some manner. Or oh, I like the word, and this comes from uh, Francesca Gino, who is a professor at Harvard, Harvard Business School. She uses a word, constructive nonconformity. I just like that word. Anyway, operating outside the box is the perfect invitation for challenges and potential blowback from others. And what that then means is that with self-acceptance, it's gonna help if you have the capacity to affirm yourself to yourself when your vision gets challenged, right? Um, because your vision is what undergirds your independent thinking, your independent actions, and your independent feelings. 
however you may define the spirit and truth of independence or how fully you may embrace that there is a relationship between it and interdependence, I believe that independence begins with self-discovery. And so why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about independence? Why are we talking about financial independence? And why are we doing it now? Well, it goes back to my conversation with Sean. You see, Sean is the co-founder of a company called Yellow House Media. And I was working with him on the strategy for this podcast, More Than Money. Um, And we were talking about something else, which led to a tangent about my book. And that turned into us talking about financial independence in relationships. And we started talking about, well, can you be too independent? Is there such a thing as not being independent enough? What does financial independence look like when you're dating versus when you're in a committed relationship, especially if you're married? What does it look like if this is your second marriage or maybe even third? Um, what does it look like if you're getting married later in life? And you know, how does your stance on financial independence uh, stand? You know, how does it look in in regards to that if you're g- getting married later on in life, or if this is a subsequent marriage? And like I note in my book, it's difficult to cultivate financial intimacy with someone else if you haven't done so with yourself or are at least in the active process of creating it with yourself first. And I believe the same is true when it comes to independence. First, you have to define what it is generally before you can drill down into what that looks like from a financial perspective. And not to mention that when it comes to relationships, you need to leave room for your definition of it to potentially evolve as the relationship shifts and your financial circumstances change. And since I am recording this a few days before February 14th, talking about love and money and independence, though wise any day of the year, seems auspicious to do so today. So my listeners, whether you're single or coupled up, happy Valentine's Day. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And if you are curious about what I am up to when I am not recording these episodes, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash rock dash your dash finances. Again, jacquettetimmons.com, rock your finances, a dash in between each word. You'll learn about how I work with coaching clients, as well as the upcoming events that I host, including the next Comfort Circle Dinner, which is on February 24th in New York City. And you guessed it, the theme is financial independence. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have many options when it comes to podcasts, and I appreciate you including this as one of them. And if you aren't already a subscriber, you can do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you are there, please take a moment and leave a rating and a review. And if we're not connected on social media, Let's get that squared away. I'm really active on Twitter and Instagram, and it will be a great way to keep the conversation going. You can share your takeaways on this episode and 
how you define the spirit and truth of independence. For you, is it a state of mind, a way of living, or something else? And until the next time, remember, it's about more than money. Money.